God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we're living in some challenging times, that's for sure. And um, we have the FBI uh, basically doing a, a Gestapo-like tactics against conservatives in an election year, no less. Um, we have censorship running rampant. Um, you know, I've been saying uh, that what we've been seeing... Is it really akin to uh, a smash-and-grab robbery of America? It's a smash-and-grab robbery of America. And I think that they weren't even trying to hide it. They weren't trying to hide it. They were just basically coming in, guns a-blazing, and... and not really caring whether we caught them or not, because... By the time we caught them, it would it would have been too late. I said here, socialist globalist politicians have waged a coup on America that started with blatant Venezuelan-style election fraud to elect compromised puppet candidates that are carrying out globalist agenda, out a globalist agenda, and registered Democrats are too stupid to see it because without their support, the Democrats could have never pulled off this coup, this globalist agenda coup. Part of the globalist agenda is to exploit COVID and to, to perpetrate climate initiatives. And they're passing through these huge omnibus bills, deals, these huge budget bill deals so that they can rebuild a infrastructure that's not capitalism when the government builds the infrastructure for one industry over another. That's socialism. That's communism. That's Marxism. I said this was a smash and grab takeover of the United States where the criminals seized authority and controlled the tyranny and censorship we've been seeing. 
That is exactly what's going on today. We saw a Venezuelan style in your face in broad daylight theft of an election. And if you ask any questions about it, guess what happens to you? The FBI comes and pays a visit to your door and tries to ruin your life, and they can. They wield this authority where they can make stuff up. They could just make it up. And that's what we've been seeing. And we're seeing it in real time. And they're not hiding it, folks. They're not hiding the fact that they're they're stupid. Joe Biden's not hiding anything. He he's not hiding Hunter Biden. The censorship is, the censorship police. And let me tell you something, the journalists are hiding it because they're getting paid to hide it. They've been covering politicians for the last century. Seeing how politicians are bought and paid for by lobbyist groups and wealthy donors and corporate uh, sponsors for, for centuries, for decades and decades. So they said, well, you know what? Give me some of that action too. I could write a positive story about you if you make it worth my while. And they, they censor these stories. It's the only way you can get someone like Danchenko to be doing what he was doing. You know, so Igor Danchenko, this is the um, this is the Durham report. We found out this, that Igor Danchenko, this is about, about the Russian hoax. So Igor Danchenko, who worked with Christopher Steele to fabricate the Russian collusion for Hillary Clinton, was not only a Russian agent, but also a paid FBI informant. And the Mueller report spent two years and millions of tax dollars, over $40 million, investigating and somehow didn't include that in his report. And of course, he didn't even know what uh, Fusion GPS was. What's a Fusion GPS? And Maggie, Maggie Haberman's Pulitzer Prize for reporting on Russia's, Russia is worth about as much <clears throat> as a ring pop. Meanwhile, we've allowed all that to go. People are calling on whistleblowers left and right now. Just come forward. If you're in the FBI and you disagree with this stuff, come forward. Save your country. This is uh, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. Use MyPillow, use Red State as a promo code. But here he is. Whoops. Wrong audio track. There we go. Boom. All right. Today, the FBI... Uh, you're going to hear this, and you're probably already hearing it in the news. The FBI came after me and took my phone. They surrounded me at a Hardee's and uh, took my phone. I run all my business, everything with. Um, um, they could have just, what we've done is weaponize the FBI. Um, it's disgusting. I don't have a computer. Everything I do have that phone, everything was on there. And uh, um, 
And they told me not to tell anybody. Here's an order not to, don't tell anybody. Okay, I won't. <laughs> well, I am. So. FBI comes around to your house without a subpoena. Now, they had a subpoena for him. But if they don't, if they just want to come and just ask questions, you say, no, I'm going to consult with my attorney. Do not cooperate with the FBI. Ever. They're the enemy of the state, and they are not to be cooperated with. You treat them like they're the enemy of America. That's what the FBI, that's what Christopher Wray has done to the FBI. It's made every standing American disrespect and doubt them. I got, you know, the American, Americans are fed up. Just take a listen to this. He's terrible. He's the worst. Can I, can I get your thoughts on this? This is the thoughts on the Biden uh, speech, the, the Gestapo speech. Imagery. Yeah, it looks like Hitler. I'm showing people this, this photo right here. I just want, want you to kind of uh, give your initial thoughts on this photo from his speech. It's not photoshopped at all. Biden. I'm indifferent about it. It looks like there's some soldiers below. It's very Nazi-esque. Is this a universal agreement that we're seeing that this is... Too much because I, we're getting would, in that from I a lot of people. I to be his PR person. That is horrible. Well, and just having the the military in the background, like trying. I mean, it looks tyrannical. Joe Biden said, "Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic." He's an idiot. I think he's uh, in the wrong path, in the wrong page. I really voted for uh, Donald Trump. You did. And I hope he wins, and I hope he comes back for sure. Do you think that's divisive rhetoric or no? It is. It's spice of rhetoric? Yeah. He also said that Republicans don't respect the Constitution. What do you think about that? Biden. Again? Yeah. That's our takeaway? That's about where I'm at. He's terrible. <laughs> He's the worst. Can I, can I get your... Okay. And, and let's take a listen to uh, uh, this sound clip of Ted Cruz asking the FBI about Ray Epps on January 6th, the so-called insurrection that was an infiltration spearheaded by the FBI. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information leading to the arrest. This was posted, and then, sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. My question to you, and this is a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Wonder why they can't answer it. Are they afraid of Donald Trump? Are they trying to get rid of Donald Trump? What did Donald Trump do wrong? Let's see. Here's something he did right. Let me play you a brief excerpt of Donald Trump himself. This is from the State of the Union address this past January. This will be my first time to hear it's something I'm very proud Thomas, of. African- this is going to be Thomas Sowell weighing in. American unemployment stands at the lowest rate ever recorded. <laughs> 
black unemployment lowest rate ever recorded under Donald Trump. <laughs> Thomas Sowell's laughing. Okay. Oh my. He 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 produces this. Maybe the statistic isn't quite right. There maybe no. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. And there you see a shot. You see Republicans standing and applauding. And there you see a shot of Democrats who are sitting on their hands, including many members of the Black Caucus in Congress. What do you make of that? That, as with so many other groups around the world, the leaders of groups that are lagging are often themselves one of the biggest handicaps of those groups. So true. And let's take a listen to one more thing. Ten Republicans voted to impeach Trump. Uh, here's where they stand today. Let's take a listen. Right after January 6th, 10 Republican members of Congress voted to impeach President Trump. Now, of course, that impeachment attempt ultimately failed. But the big question is what exactly happened to those 10 Republicans? Well, just last week, Liz Cheney from Wyoming lost her primary election to the Trump-endorsed candidate by about 30 points. Likewise, you have Jamie Herrera from Washington State, as well as Peter Major from Michigan, who both lost their primary elections, as well as Mr. Tom Rice from South Carolina, who has already lost his actual re-election. Then you have Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, Adam Kinsinger from Illinois, Illinois, as well as Fred Upton and John Katko from New York, who have all decided not to run for re-election at all. And then lastly, on the flip side, you have Dan Newhouse from Washington State, as well as David Velladio from California, who survived their primaries and are still on the ballot for the November general. Meaning that at the end of the day, out of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump, eight have already been outed and two are still facing re-elections. Do you think that this signifies that Trump is still the de facto leader of the Republican Party? Leave your thoughts in the comments and subscribe for more. And that's why they're going after him, folks. That's exactly what's going on. Um, I also have a couple of other clips that, uh, well, Fauci and um, Rand Paul got into it yesterday. We have a clip from that, uh, which was quite interesting. Um, there's also new studies coming out. I have, I have two studies today. Um, the climate emergency not supported by data, say four leading Italian scientists, And vaccine narrative collapses as Harvard study shows jab more dangerous than COVID. As boosters that have not been tested on humans are being rolled out across the country, a new study indicates that the jab is far more dangerous than COVID-19 itself. That that, uh, COVID has been run by, you know, has been endorsed and pushed and advanced and financed by Bill Gates, who's been buying up the media influence and also buying up all kinds of land. He just got approved to buy new land in North Dakota, adding to his something like 250,000 acres of farmland. And, you know, he's on record as saying that the one thing about land is you can never produce more of it. So therefore, it's a commodity that goes up in value. That's a good point. He does make that point. But he also is pushing synthetic beef and uh, a bunch of climate initiatives to put farmers out of business. He could do that with that land by pricing them out of business. He could do that with that land in all sorts of ways. China's also buying up our land. We wonder why they're doing that. And they're buying it up, and what are the the things they're doing with the land don't seem to make sense either. But speaking of one synthetic beef carrier, Beyond Beef is 
is uh, poised and ready to go and file for bankruptcy. So this green initiative and these climate things and these synthetic things aren't working because Americans aren't buying it. So long as you don't buy it, it won't come to our shores. And I say that about electric as well because we're doomed with these electric cars. And part of this new infrastructure bill, this uh, this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, seven point seven point seven billion or so, seven point something billion uh, of money is going toward these these electric stations. And the thing is, is that they don't they'll never have the infrastructure for it. Not in the next twenty years will they have the infrastructure for it. And already California is cracking down on this and um, limiting everything that you do. Once you digitalize your car, once you digitalize your phone and digitalize your health and digitalize your uh, carbon footprint, it's over. It's game over for your civil liberties, folks. You digitalize your currency. I left the biggest one off the table there. But digitalized currency. And that's going to be how the government controls you. And there's no turning back. I mean, is there any way that we could actually uh, not rig the 2022 election while the riggers are in charge? I don't know. But in Maricopa County alone, over there are over 100 more Democrats working the polls than Republicans. And in some polling centers, there are no Republicans working in Arizona. And I remember I told you I got back from Hollywood and what happened to me was I thought West I thought Hollywood in general was and Beverly Hills was pretty you know I didn't see anybody virtue signaling wearing masks I didn't see any Black Lives Matter Marxist group signs um, I didn't see any of that I get to Arizona uh, in their airport everybody was wearing a mask I couldn't get over it it was so repressed and on the plane everybody around me was wearing a mask when I left from Charlotte to LAX, and when I uh, no and from DC to Charlotte, I never saw any any mask wearing, not not much, maybe one, you know, out of a hundred. But when I was in Arizona, I don't know what's going on in that state, but there's something going on there that's uh, a little bit bothersome. So. Again, the socialist, what what we have going on in America right now is basically a takeover of America. It's a coup. The Democrats aren't running on anything but tyranny. And they have their Gestapo police, the FBI. And these people need their paychecks, so they'll strap on their boots and their gun and go to your door and pound it in if you're a conservative. They have no moral fiber. They have no spine. They have no guts to stand up to the powerful. But they need to as a group. And that's why people are calling on the FBI in droves, all of them, to step up and do the right thing. You know, um, it was uh, Waters World that, that really kind of made that call to action. Let's take a listen to that. The people hadn't been lied to. Trump would have won. 
This was not a free and fair election. The FBI rigged the 2020 election. The diary, the laptop, Facebook, and now the Pfizer deal, this is the biggest conspiracy I've ever seen. And the media won't touch it because they're complicit, too. So tonight, we're calling on all the honest FBI agents to come forward and tell the truth about what happened in 2020. Twelve whistleblowers isn't enough. I remember when one whistleblower got a president impeached. We have 12 and counting. The very institutions that are supposed to stay out of politics stole an election. So have the courage to come out and serve your country in the right way. Be the people. That's it. I agree with that 100%. All right. So we have uh, this clip from the FBI, the dirty, dirty, disgusting FBI. Let's take a listen. This is... um, Cheryl Atkinson talking to Ted Cruz and she is by the guy from Project Veritas and um, talking to Matt Gates, and she wants to add something to her testimony and listen to what she's going to add. Listen to this. Or too long to be able to clear those matters up. May, may I you say may, may, um, may, you, one little reported facet of my case is one of the federal agents involved in, in one of the operations against me said that they intended to plant child porn in my husband's computer. This is the FBI. There's been a case um, that's currently in litigation unrelated in which an FBI agent has testified that they did that. They have done that. It was not accomplished in my case. I guess the, the curtain was drawn on that facet of the operation prior to them doing it. But imagine how you ever get out of that? How you they they knew we had a young daughter at home, and had allegedly conspired to do that. Or too long to be able to clear. Think about that now. They raided Mar-a-Lago. Do you think that they wouldn't plant evidence? Do you think that the FBI is beyond reproach anymore? No, that you know we know that they doctored the 302, um, Pienka and Strock, and. Um, Sussman, they doctored the 302s to change the indict the uh, leverage that they had over Flynn. You know they're disgusting. They covered up. Um, you know he got it. They got involved with the uh, Las Vegas shooting and they covered that up as well. It's just absolutely absurd. I can't believe we're living in a country like this. So, again, Igor Danchenko, who worked with Christopher Steele to fabricate the Russian collusion for Hillary Clinton, was not only a Russian agent, but also a paid FBI informant. Mueller spent two years and millions of dollars investigating and somehow didn't find this. Of course, he was corrupt as well. That's why he, you know, if you think back, when Comey got fired by Trump, it took them less than 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, to uh, get Mueller installed as a special counsel. Why was that so important, that window of time? Because as soon as Trump fired Comey, he was then able to get his hands on the data uh, to 
declassify it. And once he declassified it, he could have gotten the information out. And that's what he did with the crossfire hurricane Russian hoax information on January 19th, 2021. Just before Biden was to be sworn in, the day before, Trump declassified all of it. And then when he brought it to Mar-a-Lago, it was declassified. By, by de facto, it's declassified if the president does it. But that's why the FBI went into Mar-a-Lago, because they then wanted to make the, hit that collection of data part of a new investigation so that it could be under seal and never released. That's what it's all about. It's about covering up this information. Part of it probably includes that Peter Strzok was a CIA guy that worked with the Mujahideen with his father in the Middle East, living in Saudi Arabia, speaking fluent Arabic, and was working for CIA and the FBI. And the FBI, if he was working for the CIA, the FBI wouldn't have had any jurisdiction over him. So it was all a bunch of corruption, a pile of corruption. There shouldn't be a reason why it is. There's no reason why it is that all this is so classified. It shouldn't be. And I got more news and corruption, bad news to bring you. America is now giving uh, another $2 billion, another $2 billion to Taiwan. So why do you think that is? They're giving $2 billion to Taiwan. They're getting great involved with Taiwan. And it's interesting that this comes how many months after Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi Jr. went to Taiwan? A couple of months? A couple of months. If Paul Pelosi Jr. did accompany his mother on her August 2, 3, uh, 2nd and 3rd 2022 trip to Taiwan, is he playing the same role for Nancy Pelosi as Hunter Biden played for Joe Biden? Enriching the family through influence influence peddling. So there's pictures of Paul Pelosi Jr. in Malaysia and on the Taiwan trip and went to Taiwan with Nancy Pelosi and sat down. He was also involved with Ukraine deals, if you recall. Now, he was he was involved in Ukraine and just like Hunter and uh, Chris Hines. Uh, were involved in John Kerry's stepson, uh, part of the Heinz heiress. They were in China when Joe Biden was in China. They they rode on Air Force Two when Joe Biden was vice president, and they came out with billions of dollars in contracts. And the same thing is true with Joe Biden ho- holding a billion dollars over the head of Poroshenko in Ukraine unless they fire Victor Shokin, the investigator investigating Burisma, where Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma, along with Mitt Romney's uh, right-hand man, Kofor Black, who Mitt Romney and Kofor Black made millions of dollars 
investing in the Afghanistan war and weapons deals in the early millennium, like in 2005, 6, 2007, 2008, something like that. So you have a lot of this going on in politics. Lindsey Graham is right there in the middle of it all. He and John McCain, no name, uh, were embedded with the ISIS warriors. Uh, they were getting awards in Latvia, Latvia and Lithuania. They were uh, hanging out with Poroshenko, with um, Amy Klobuchar uh, on the New Year's Eve on the at the time when T- Donald Trump was president-elect. These politicians are getting involved with appropriating funds for these foreign countries, and they're getting kickbacks. Who's to say, for example, that Paul Pelosi Jr. and Nancy Pelosi didn't sit down in a meeting in Taiwan in August 2nd and 3rd of 2022, just a a month and a half ago, and say, here's a wired account. We will go ahead and pass through Congress and appropriate funding for you, for your efforts, and you will then put $100 million into this wired account. How do you like that? Meanwhile, Paul Paul Sr. couldn't even go on that trip because he was too busy wrecking his Porsche high on cocaine and booze on his way to his vineyard and smashing it into people and getting away with that. This is the Pelosi network, directly connected to the Gavin Newsom network. It's just full of corruption. Everywhere you turn, but we are now giving Taiwan, we are now giving Taiwan this much money. How in the world does that fly with the American people? People need to wake up. This Pelosi Taiwan thing. I'm looking that I'm looking something up right now. But um let's see. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't find it. But um in any case, um yeah, there was something else I read too, but I wanted to refresh my memory on that. But but it's true. She goes to Taiwan and now we're sending them all kinds of money to Taiwan. That's just not right. And the Gateway Pundit reported that and saw, showed the pictures of Paul Pelosi sitting in on meetings over there. And yet people just, oh, nothing to see here. It's, it's the reason why it is that the Democrats want the power so much. It's super rich. I got another story to share with you that's going to blow your mind. If that one doesn't blow your mind, this one might. Because this involves Hunter Biden. Uh, this, one, uh, this involves Joe Biden's decision. to, uh, And it pr- probably involves Hunter Biden, in my opinion. So it's breaking news. It says Biden will now pay $80 billion, $80. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll reread that. Biden will now pay $80 per barrel. Now listen to this. Biden agreed to pay $80 per barrel to fill strategic oil reserve. 
just two years after Dems blocked Trump from filling the oil reserve at $24 a barrel. Someone is making a profit. Maybe it's the big guy and his son Hunter. Among many other politicians, it's called buying support for more spending. Right, Manchin? I wonder if Joe Manchin got a cut of that. Somebody's making a profit off of that. Where they got they emptied the oil reserves and now they're filling them up to where somebody's making a huge bundle of cash off of that sale. So Biden will now pay $80 per barrel to fill strategic oil reserve just two years after Dems blocked Trump. Why would they block Trump from filling the reserve at $24 a barrel? Why in the world would they do that? Could there be some sort of, a, you know, whoever's making the deal gets the commission? But at $24 a barrel, there's not room to spare. Trump was looking out for America at $24 a barrel. At $80 a barrel, somebody's getting the shaft. And guess who it is? Once again, the middle class taxpayer, that's who. Because you're footing the bill for that. You're paying that. You're paying Taiwan $2 billion. You're paying Ukraine all these billions. You're paying USAID billions of dollars to feed the, the world. You're paying for all these migrants to come over the southern border. And what do we get in return? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We have to show our papers and comply or we get fined and arrested if we don't show our papers to get back in the country. But yet some illegal migrant, probably some criminal from some some third world country is coming through our country acting like they own the place and getting away with it raping our children taking up our school resources taking up our COVID resources taking up our health care resources that are finite and limited we paid for these we didn't budget for a whole influx of other people coming through And it's kind of funny when DeSantis sends a plane up of migrants, like 50 to 100, on a plane to Martha's Vineyard, they blow a gasket. Yet, you know, what's happening along the Texas and Southern, uh, Texas and um, Arizona border is just um, incredible. So we need to do so much better as a conservative party. Where's Rona McDaniel? Why is she a doormat allowing the Democrats to walk all over us? I don't get it. It's because she's not, you know what it is? Trump is actually making all the money in the Republican Party. Win Red, people aren't donating to Win Red because Win Red betrayed the Republican Party. The GOP and the RNC have no muscle anymore. They could barely foot the bill for a convention. Trump is the one that's getting all the money. And Trump is the one that's going to win if he chooses to. He's going to win the uh, the uh, the nomination. And he will be supported. And what the Democrats are afraid of most 
is they're going to have to break the algorithm again. That's the problem with Trump. Because if they get any other RNC RNC candidate, they're going to be a rhino. They're going to be like a Liz Cheney on steroids. And they're going to play ball with the other side, just like Liz did with Liz and Kinzinger did with uh, Pelosi on the uh, J6 commission. It's going to be rigged to the hilt. And they know that every, the outcome is going to be assured. And everybody's going to make money for doing the right thing, which is really the wrong thing for a middle class America. Yeah, I was looking at this map. It says this is a map of, of states where Bill Gates has been purchasing farmland and the number of acres in each state. So this is a quite quite a map. It's um, it's nine. It's going to be twenty states. Twenty states. This guy is up to no good. That's for sure. Bill Gates controlling everything. You want you got to wonder why it is that he wants to do that. Um, once live animals are eliminated and replaced with patented plant-derived alternatives, private companies will effectively control the food supply in its entirety, and those who control the food control uh, those who control the food control the people. That was written by Robert Kennedy, and he wrote up an article. And it said, why the fake food race is worth $3 trillion. So why the fake food race is worth $3 trillion. Once living animals are eliminated and replaced with patented plant-derived alternatives, private companies will effectively control the food supply in its entirety. And those who control the food control the people. So, story at a glance, industrial agriculture is a key driver of environmental destruction and ill health, yet this destructive cycle is defended in the name of affordable food and the need to feed the masses. Industrial agriculture uses 75% of available farmland, yet produces just 30% of food consumed globally. Small biodiverse farms use 25% of land, and provides 70% of our diet. If the industrial agriculture share continues to rise, it will eventually kill the whole planet and eliminate the possibility of growing food. So the rise of fake meat is an attempt at recreating the same global control of the food supply that Monsanto and others achieved through patented GMO seed development. Once living animals are eliminated and replaced with patented plant-derived alternatives, private companies will effectively control the food supply in its entirety. And those who control the food control the people. Testing reveals Impossible Burger contains 11.3 ppb of glyphosate. Animal studies show 0.1 ppb of glyphosate can alter the function of more than 4,000 liver and kidney genes and cause organ damage. So it's unhealthy. It's not natural. It's synthetic. And we need to put a stop to it. And Beyond Beef, again, I just read this report, is, is on the verge of bankruptcy. Kind of makes me remember uh, Solyndra, 
right? Solyndra. And as promised, um, we were going to take a listen to uh, Rand Paul and his exchange yesterday with Dr. Fauci. It's a pretty good one. Let's take a listen. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as any. All right. I'm going to replay that again. What that is, is Ram Paul playing a clip that I've played on this show before. Uh, and he's playing a clip of Dr. Fauci basically taking a call about the flu and talking about the flu vaccine shot and saying, if she got if she truly got the flu, she doesn't not need the vaccine. She doesn't need the vaccine because the flu, getting the actual flu is better than any vaccine. And of course, that's what we've been saying about these vaccines. The problem and what Fauci doesn't want to tell you is these these vaccines are sort of synthetic and doing some things that they shouldn't be doing because they're mRNA vaccines and they don't even have for example, they don't even have the, the, the COVID virus in them. So technically, they're not even really a vaccine, but they call it that. Let's take a listen. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. This is an ongoing question, and you know we've had ever evolving opinions from you, Dr. Fauci. Currently, antibody surveys show that uh, 80% of children, approximately 80% of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. You seem quite certain of yourself in 2004, but in 2022, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know after looking at this for two to three years uh, is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than, than influenza. So when we look at this, we wonder, you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now. Well, <clears throat> I don't uh, reject basic immunology, Senator, and I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee and the recommendation by the CDC through their committee, that a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed is really taken out of context. I believe that was when someone called in who had had a reaction to a vaccine and asked me through a telephone in the interview if they should get vaccinated again. So it was in the context of someone who had a reaction. And as a matter of fact, Reuters fact check looked at that and said, Fauci's 2004 comments do not contradict 
his pandemic actually, stance. Actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. She doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination right. is getting infected yourself. It so, is true. It is true, Senator. It is a very potent way to protect. So when you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine, are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies? No, you're not. Because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on right. hospitalization or death or transmission. Right. They only report that if you give them the jab, they'll make antibodies. And you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. Right. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC or from the government have the variable of whether or not you've been previously infected. So let's look at adults. I've had three infections. Should I get a fourth one? If you're going to measure whether I get a fourth one, you need a, a category that has a fourth one in it. And you need one that has nothing in it, no vaccine or the fourth vaccine. But you also need to know whether they've been infected. If you ignore whether they've been infected, you're ignoring a vaccine, basically. So you're ignoring a variable. So what you're giving us is this, the, you decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy. It's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention right. to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us. Uh, Senator, if I might respond, I have never, ever denied fundamental immunology. In fact, I wrote the chapter in the textbook of medicine Is it any on of the, fundamental any, any of the guidelines, immunology. Any of the guidelines for vaccines? You know, do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision-making on with vaccines? Do uh, any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous right. infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore... We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. Right. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Uh, Mr. Chair, can I, can I respond to that, please? Hey. Okay, there are two aspects for what you said. You keep saying you approve, you do this, you do that. The committees that give the approval are FDA through their advisory committee. The committees that recommend are CDC through their advisory committee. And you keep saying, I'm the one that's approving a vaccine based on certain data. So I don't really understand, with all due respect, Senator. You're the and one I have, that said you would not reveal, no. you would not reveal what companies well, well, gave, you the, gave you royalties or what company gave the other scientists royalties. Gotta move That's on. what you told oh. the committee. Senator Paul, S you got to move on. Could I please answer that? Briefly, you yes. keep asking committees. They're not my committees. They're the VERPAC committee for the FDA and the ACIP for the CDC. So I don't have any idea 
What goes on? And they with won't the re reveal as well as you won't reveal. Okay, what we're going to we're going to move on. We're over time. Senator Paul, you're over. Everyone is over a little bit. I just want to make sure we keep on time here. For the record, I know Chair Murray and previous chairs of this committee of both parties, both parties have found videos to be out of order. And I will note for the record, the video is out of order. We'll move to Senator Smith. Thank you. Mr. So they took it out of record. The uh, 2004 statement that it's quite clear what Fauci meant there with regard to. Um, I cannot wait till the Republicans get the Senate and the House back if I hope that ever happens. Now, uh, we're faced with a very tyrannical government right now that waged a coup against America uh, to advance their socialist globalist policies. And the fight we're up against is that they're rigging elections. And can we ever get the power back? Uh, how bad is the rigging? We don't know. But as Republicans, we need to keep on pounding the drum and trying to fight for our country. Otherwise, it's just going to be completely lost. All this spending, like I said yesterday, I think that they're spending the way they are because it's money to be gained. But I think that they know that they're going to go to a digital currency and they're going to be able to fix things in the with a new with the new uh, payment infrastructure, not a payment uh, monetary infrastructure, I should say. And that's one of the things there. Um, one of the things that uh, also, Steve, Steve uh, Morrell, not Steve Morrell, Steve, um, the economist, uh, this, this economist is part of uh, Steve, Art Laffer is protege. Um, can't remember Stephen's name. Stephen Moore, that's it. All right, so he wrote this. He said, 30-year fixed mortgage rates, Trump 2.65%, Biden 6.28%. This adds $200,000 in interest payments for a $500,000 loan. That's $200,000 more out of your pocket. It's crazy, I know. But uh, that's the type of thing that's going on right now. Um, and there's a lot more too. I have a few of these, uh, a few of these clips that I want to play. Central bank digital currency will be programmable, ultimately giving the issuer control over how it's spent by the recipient. Your freedom to purchase fuel, meat, flights, fertilizer will be limited to a carbon credit score. Let's take a listen. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. Uh, wow. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? And then we got this lady, uh, 
reducing your electricity. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. And this is what... Is and then again, this guy. A key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, uh, to what cash is. Not only are they gonna tax you, they're gonna control everything that you do with your money as well. It's absurd, isn't it? It's absolutely absurd, but that's what we're that's where we are right now. That's what we're up against. Hey, I wanna um just say before we head out of Dodge here, um that Tactical Civics is uh one of our sponsors that we had uh David Zuniga on the show the other day. And um you you know, I encourage you to go over to tacticalcivics.com and check out the uh, Sunday call number uh, for the calls that they do. Also, sign up and become a member of their organization uh, and find out how you can actually better participate in your local region and build a chapter uh, with some of the tools that Tactical Civics is teaching us. And uh, I think it's a great program, and I encourage you to go ahead over there and do it. Also, be sure to um, support Mike Lindell as he's being attacked by the FBI. And when you go to MyPillow.com, use Red State as your promo code. Of course, MAGAPAC is our organization. And go over to MAGAPAC.org and find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. And with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Scott Adams Show. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.